big welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, like so many of you, I'll be doing my radio presenting from home for the time being and talking to my guests remotely. But so long as the technology holds up, I'm going to be joining you each week as normal. Now, I'd love to hear what you'd like me to be covering on the show or what you think about the show. So do get in touch on Twitter at RV underscore environment by messaging the Environment Matters Facebook page or by dropping me an email on amanda at radioverilum.com. I'd love to hear from you. Now, Peter Tiffany of the Park Street Pickers, he got in touch to say that they've had to postpone all of their community litter picks for the next six weeks, including those that were due to be part of the Great British Spring Clean. However, armed with some sturdy gloves, some solo litter picking could be a great way to get some fresh air whilst doing something rewarding and useful. And if there are less people out dropping the litter, do you know, I think we could make some real progress. Now, needless to say, to stay within the government guidelines around coronavirus, stay a couple of metres away from others, stay home if you or someone you live with is or could have coronavirus and needless to say wash your hands really well when you return home and if you need any persuasion as to the benefits of litter picking then do listen to the podcast of last week's environment matters when inspirational scout leader ian burnett talked about his new resolutions to litter pick every day of the year absolutely fantastic and Ian and his scouts were out this weekend planting over 3,000 trees down at the fishing lakes at Willows Farm and an an unbelievable number of scouts turned out um, it was before the restrictions had really applied as far as coronavirus um, and desperate to, to get out and do something all those trees were planted within a couple of hours and uh, that little forest is, uh, is on its way and is growing so brilliant. Now coming Coming up later, Lee Wood, chair of the Saints Supporters Group, is going to be talking about the wonderful community spirit that has led the football club to make changes to help the environment and people too. Now, as we lose some of the human interaction that keeps us going, engaging with nature, enjoying our beautiful spring unfolding is something that can really lift our spirits. And over the coming weeks, I'm going to be asking local experts to help us find easy but wonderful things that we can all enjoy. Now, normally at this time of year, I'd be talking to Dan Fletcher of St Albans um, RSPB about Heron Watch, where RSPB volunteers man a telescope down at Verulamium Lakes to help us see developments in the heronry on the island. Now, coronavirus might have put an end to Heron Watch, but the herons are still there for us to see if we take a walk down to Verulamium Park, of course, remembering government guidelines as we do so. I spoke to Dan Fletcher to find out what's in store. Dan, thank you for joining me. So, You're um, welcome. So the, the heronry on Verulamium Lake, um, right in the middle of, well, what um, normally might be a busy park near the centre of St. Thomas. How unusual is it? Well, it is, it is um, an unusual place to have a heronry. Uh, most heronries are, are well away from, from human populations and... Um, and therefore not, not, not often seen. Uh, heronries may also um, either be high up in trees or, or in, in reed beds 
um, and, and away from, from, from where people are. I think our St. Albans Heronry is, is the, um, the closest to any city centre in, in the whole of the UK. So, so it, 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 does, it is uh, unusual in that way. Um, and I think the brilliant thing about it is that it is so accessible um, yeah. because it's, it's, it's on an island, but very near to the, park, the paths that go around the park. Okay. And for the herons, they, they nest there um, because they feel safe. They, um, although it is near to human habitation, um, that, that, that nobody actually goes onto the island, nobody goes near to them, so that, that they, they can feel perfectly safe to nest there, and which is something they do in, in the, this time of year. And the rest of the time of year, they just go about their, their own individual business up and down the, the, the rivers um, in Hertfordshire and, and over to some of the lakes. Indeed, you can quite often see where there's a heron um, standing there waiting for a fish or something, where there's a little crowd of people just, uh, just uh, you know, just watching and, and enjoying a bird sort of getting on with the sort of natural things that birds do. Yeah. So we're really quite, quite lucky to have um, the herons, as you say, so accessible. Um, and and at this time of year, they're 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 building their nests, um, and they're you know hopefully raising lots of young. How did the herons do last year? Um, they they did okay. I think we had about six nests that were active on on, on the heronry, um, and this time of year they they definitely well, they they start in January, so um, they're, they're one of the earlier nesting birds. Um, uh, so that they they start prepare, preparing their nests um, and, uh, and 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 mating in, in January. So this time of year in in March they should be sitting on 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 the nests. Right. Um, and so every now and then you can see the birds uh, take off. They change over. The males uh, swap with the females. Um, and um, so it's sort of every every couple of hours maybe if if they're sitting on eggs, and uh, then they they go off to feed. So. Um, it's, it's something that, that, that we can watch at this time of year, and as the season goes through and into April, and, and by sort of mid-April, chicks start to appear. Um, they, they, they hatch from the eggs, and, and then you see the chicks growing up and uh, hanging around the heronry um, oh. in, in, in May time. Really? Um, and, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the sort of cycle that we go through each year. Quite, quite, quite wonderful. You know, the kind of thing that that actually we sort of tend to think about is as a wildlife program on the telly, but happening, you know, really quite close to the centre of our town. Um, so, as you say, the, the nesting is happening, and you normally have heron watch at this time of year, where we the lovely would. RSPB volunteers would have set up a telescope um, so that we could see um, the, the the herons. Do, do we need a telescope? Or can we actually, um, in these days when um, that sort of thing is not going to be appropriate, um, can, can we just see it with our own eyes or do we need to take along our own sort of binoculars or something? Yes, so, so, so herons are, are obviously quite, quite, quite large birds um, and it is, it is possible to look at them with a the naked eye. The telescope helps to bring them a lot closer to, to or, or make, make them seem bigger and, and make them more visible. And it creates a, a, an attraction to for, for lots of people do walk around the park, walk around the island, and uh, don't look up and don't notice the herons that are, that are there, um, sort of larger than life, um, l- looking at them. But um, so that the telescopes help to sort of as a, as, a, as a, a, f- a focus on what's going on there. But yes, if you've got binoculars, you can easily go down there and and have a look at and still see them pretty close, uh, even even with the naked eye. Um, the herons will be will be active, um, and we also have little egrets which nest on the island. They start a little bit later in the season, so um, they'll be sort of starting to to nest in April, and they're 
they, they go on through, through into June, maybe into July. Indeed, um, they're the, and, they're and they're the also, white birds, are they? They're, they're white, they're, so they're a wee bit smaller than the herons, but they're, they're very obvious because they are bright white. Right. And on a sunny day, okay. uh, you, can, you can definitely uh, pick them out, although it's, it's amazing when, um, when they do actually sit down on their nests. Um, they're, 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 they're something, a bird that should be so obvious can just sort of disappear in, 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 into the leaves and into the nest and, and, and you don't notice them at all. Yes. And then they stand up again and you think, oh, how, how on earth did I miss that? Yes, <laughs> indeed. I mean, another bird that's down in the park, or certainly has been over the past few months, is, is the kingfisher. And whilst, you know, they're, they're not very big, certainly quite easy to spot because of the bright colouring of them. Do you think we could see them with nests in Verulamian Park this year? Um, so, as far as I know, they don't actually nest along the river for, with, within the park. Um, I, I think they probably nest a little bit further downstream. Um, there, there are a couple of, of sort of wilder areas which, which, which seem to suit them, and I've certainly seen uh, males and females uh, appearing to go into, into, into nests uh, a, a, a bit, um, bit more downstream. Um, at Heron Watch, every year we do see sort of kingfisher flyovers um, because obviously they need to, although they're, they're breeding downstream, they, they will use the whole of the river um, as, as somewhere to find, um, find food. So if you, if you keep your eyes open, it is possible to see them. But I think in the wintertime, um, maybe up until sort of late February, um, is, is when we're particularly sort of blessed by the... In fact, I think there are up to three um, kingfishers that were feeding um, very visibly along the River Ver, um, particularly by that pool, by, by the fighting cocks. Um, and, and that's something to look out again for next winter. But always keep your eyes open, um, listen out for their harsh whistle, um, and then maybe see them um, speeding along the river, or, or even I've seen them flying over the, the island. So they do, they're not just low down, they do sometimes go up quite high if, if they need to get from A to B quickly. Indeed. Fantastic. Lots of stuff to look at for in Verulamian Park there. Dan- and, and ducks and, and, and geese um, are, are there as well. The herons, sorry, the moorhens and, and the coots nest, and, and they're quite easy to see, and they nest quite quite close to the shore sometimes. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're always, is, um, sometimes we get the, the, the cormorants flying in. You, you think of them as being um, uh, coastal birds, but they do come and, and they do um, uh, dry their wings out, certainly, on, on, and sometimes do some feeding um, in, in the lake as well. Fantastic. As you say, so much to see in Verulamian Park. Thank you very much indeed for telling us about that, Dan. You're welcome. And I was talking there to Dan Fletcher of St Albans RSPB. Do remember, of course, keep your distance from other people, but otherwise I walk down to Verulamian Park in the sunshine to admire all of those wonderful birds I'm sure is great for all of us. Now, whilst football matches are well and truly off, the spirit goes on. St Albans Football Club have been working hard over previous months to reduce their impact on the environment in a spirit which is particularly relevant to just now. I spoke to Lee Wood, who's the chair of the Saints Supporters Group, to find out more. Lee, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So, obviously football suspended for the moment, bit of a shame, but you were started on some fantastic stuff um, to try and help the environment as far as the, the football club um, went. Um, what, what kind of things you got started? Well, we started recycling about three years ago after we had a meeting with um, Plastic Free St Albans. Uh, we were sort of quite aware that we were using uh, single-use plastics for our outside bar. And obviously, I think it's important that a football club should be integrated into local issues. Um, so sustainability is obviously massive in St Albans. 
and we wanted to sort of be a massive part of that. So as a result, um, in the summer at the Auburn Festival, we're in the marketplace, we gave away over 500 branded reusable water bottles. Um, we've now stopped issuing uh, beer in plastic bottles on a match day, opting for glass alternatives. Right. Um, our match day program is now available as a download and a printed on recyclable paper. Uh, for instance, in the club shop, our carrier bags are now biodegradable, and mainly we have now got reusable beer pint glasses available at the club. So mm. that then now li- limits down all of our match day plastics. Okay. Um, so these sound to be some quite um, substantial measures that the club has made. Has this cost a lot of money? Well, cash is king, especially at a local football club level. And that's why it's sort of taken so long to implement, especially the, the reusable pint glasses. We had to, we didn't have the facilities um, to, to clean them and maintain them on a match-by-match basis. So we had to get a whole new kitchen installed in our clubhouse. Wow. Um, yeah, so obviously that takes time and obviously importantly money, money that we don't normally have. So that's why it's been implemented at this end of the season rather than at the start of August. So. Yeah, OK. Um, and presumably you needed some kind of support to spend that money. What's the feeling amongst um, other supporters? D- did they feel that this was an important move to make? It was, actually, yes. I mean, we've always been a, a very heavily sort of community-driven club uh, with various initiatives and schemes in the sort of local playgrounds and food banks and environmental issues, for example. Uh, but it, it was just the next step. It was just an obvious step for us to take. Um, as I say, it wasn't the easiest of roads, but it was definitely something we always wanted to achieve, especially reducing our match day plastic. Right, OK. And do you have many young supporters? Um, have, have they sort of been part of this decision? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we we made the, uh, made the choice about three years ago to really incorporate uh, the younger fans into our match day experience. So we had a, a soft play installed in the clubhouse. We got colouring pens and sets. We've uh, introduced a Young Saints scheme, uh, which focuses on healthy eating, uh, mindfulness. And we made sure that obviously all of the reusable water bottles were given out to the Young Saints uh, in the summer as well. Right, that sounds absolutely brilliant. Do, it, was the, I mean, as I say, things are a little bit on pause at the moment, but is there anything else you've got in the in the pipeline lined up for when things get started again? I think it's just about um, making sure that people are aware that the football club it can be a community hub as much as anything else. Uh, we don't see ourselves as a uh, sort of Saturday afternoon, three o'clock element to the city. Um, we've got sort of different... Um, groups uh, and sort of splinter groups sort of as part of the club as well where people can integrate themselves into the community a little bit more. Um, We are so heavily involved in the area of St Albans and we just want to make sure that we can help uh, sort of um, have ourselves to a higher moral value uh, and sort of try and help wherever we can really. Well, I think that is a fantastic message and one that I think is actually going to be very relevant for the months to come. We hope so. We hope so. Lee, thank you very much indeed for joining me. Thank you for having me.
That was the wonderful Lee Wood, chair of the Saints Supporters Group. Now, just to let you know that as I speak, on the supermarkets, some of them in meltdown, local shops are still open for business. And obviously by shopping there, you're not only supporting them at a pretty tough time, you also get a free smile, although a little distance away from you, a free smile thrown in for free. And Eat Whole Foods, their little shop on Hatfield Road or on the market, they told me that they've reduced their free delivery limit to orders of only 20 pounds and over. You'll find them online if you'd like to make an order. And they say that they're they're receiving deliveries um, in and so they, they should have good stocks to come. Now, as I said, do follow me on Twitter at RV underscore environment. Please like our, our Facebook page, Environment Matters, and drop me a line on amanda at radioverulam.com. Particularly now, I'd love to hear from you. Loads of podcasts to enjoy on the Radio Verulam website and do subscribe so that that um, you'll get Environment Matters podcast through your favourite subscriber. Now, I'm going to be back at the same time next week when we're going to hear about the future for St Albans Sustainability Festival. Until then, stay safe and thank you for listening.